pink whale, and that's Garage. <laughs> Well, Pinkies, this is an emergency episode of the Pink Wheel Nuts Garage Show here at the Pink Wheel Nuts Department of <laughs> uh, Car Talk, and I'm 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 out for a little run in the old good old 911. Uh, oh, and my wheels are square. Oh, so, but I'm gonna tell you about Ranger John's problem and my own my own problems. Let's turn on the police detector. I feel like we may need it today. Um, so we're we're still kind of heavy into the fire situation, although the there's not as much smoke because the wind has changed. Um, so we're not uh, under a, an envelope of smoke, although the smoke is still in the air, but uh, we haven't had to evacuate yet, but it looked like it might have been getting close about uh, three or four days ago, because we have a very large fire close to us that's just taking over. Something like 375 square kilometers of fire burning in this one area. Uh, but anyway, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about uh, the old truck. Now, the last time we spoke, I was taking my truck in to get a new radio for the GPS. The GPS system failed. So that was all done and it appears to be working properly. Um, of course, when you when that happens to you, all of the settings that you ever had all set up, they're all gummed up now. So I gotta re uh, go back in and reorganize all my little settings. Like you know, I don't like my don't like my uh, horn to honk when I lock the doors, and uh, the, lots of beeps and bloops happening that I like. I prefer to have turned off. So I gotta go in and manage all of that so I'm still kind of working on those things oh I got a slowpoke in front of me here um shame because I today I'm just kind of going out exploring for roads a little bit but I do have to get on the highway and uh go to do some uh go do some chores so uh, but anyway, the radio appears to be working just uh, just fine, so I don't have any complaints yet. But I, I'll be driving that truck tomorrow on a, for about three or four hours, so I'll be able to give a full report. But there is an issue with that truck, which is um, I been, have been experiencing like a. Uh, um, you know when you have a wheel that's out of balance and it vi you get up to like 60 miles an hour and you get that vibration? Well, this truck has been doing that for me for a long time. And I've been, I've been trying to diagnose it. I've been moving the tires around. I had the tires rotated at one point. Uh, um, why are you slowing down? Oh, because of this corner. 
got my slow poke slowing down here. So I've had the I've had two of the tires balanced to see because I thought oh there's gonna be a tire that's out of balance and that didn't fix anything. Um, and then I, as I as I said I moved some tires around to see if I could isolate the problem and figure out which tire is actually doing this vibration and nothing nothing's worked out for me so a few days ago I um, I jacked up the rear end and I uh, I just got to concentrate on my driving here for a minute I got lots of traffic around here All right, we're gonna go this way. I'm on a road I've never been on before. Um, it looks like a bit of a dirty road. And so I jacked the truck up and then I put it in gear and I let the wheels spin and I was looking to see if the a tire was either, there was a bad wobble in a tire, like a tire with a, a knobby spot on it I think I may have found that, but I was also looking to see if the axle was actually bent. So if the tire was, you know, oscillating strangely. Oh, I got a cul-de-sac here. Oh, that's it. That's the end of the road. Huh. Okay. Well, that was a, that was a, a anticlimactic little drive. Huh. Back, back to square one. Um, so... I was also looking at the drive shaft. I thought that maybe the drive shaft is bent and I have to, uh, you know, replace the drive shaft. So I got underneath the truck when the drive shafts was spinning and the wheels were spinning and all that. And, uh, you know, there's a very, very slight chance it could be uh, the drive shaft out of, out of whack, but I think I did locate a wow or a bubble on one of the tires. Uh, that may be causing this. So, in order to further evaluate, I moved that particular tire to now to the front because this is on the rear. This tire was on the back of the vehicle. So I moved that tire to the front of the vehicle. Now, I've not yet test-driven it. So the next step now is for me to drive this truck and see if... Uh, if the bad vibration now moves to the front and we should see the steering wheel shake and vibrate at that 60 mile an hour mark if, I, if I'm correct. And if that's the situation, then uh, Eureka! That means the, uh, that means that tire is all mangled up. It's just getting old. Now these tires are quite old. They've probably only got about 10,000 kilometers left on them. They're getting to the end of their life. So, and they're not very good tires. They're Firestone. Plus they're gigantic tires. Like they're, a, it's a, like a 20 inch truck tire. They weigh about 75 or 100 pounds, you know, on the rim. That whole tire and wheel assembly is so heavy. So, uh, I think, uh, I think it might be just time to get new tires. So anyway, there's that. That's one. Uh, that's one little thing that I'm trying to resolve. Got a fast-moving Lexus behind me. Where's that jingling? That jingling's been nagging me for a long time. Is that police detector running? 
looks like it. Okay, so what are we doing here? 3,000 RPM, six gear, 76 miles an hour. Let's turn on some AC. So let's talk about Ranger John, and it's actually Daniel, the lovely Daniel. Oh, people broken down on the side of the road. Oh, it's a nice, uh, some sort of a classic Parisienne, Pontiac Parisienne being loaded onto a trailer. Uh-oh, that's not good. There's a lot of nice classic cars around here, so that, that was one of them. And I happen to be passing a nice 3 Series BMW, like in 1985. That looks like it's in good condition, too. Uh, anyway, Ranger John and Daniel. Now, Daniel has this, uh, has a, uh, something like a 2019 or 2018, uh, Subaru Legacy, I believe. And uh, a lot of people have been having heat, appears to be having heat problems, like that Peter G wrote in a few days ago, a few weeks ago, and said his Miss Anversa died in the heat. And then Daniel and Ranger John were driving to some destination, and they were stopped at a flaggers uh, stop, you know, like a uh, road construction crew flagman, you stop here now, wait for this and that, and then they got the, they got the wave on, the, the slow sign to carry on, and uh, Daniel's car was dead, it would not move. If you want to know about this, you have to go listen to the Dark Forest podcast, the most recent episode, I'll put a link to it here in my show notes. What is jiggling? Oh, I hate these noises of jiggling noises. Oh, it could be a seatbelt or something. Drive me crazy. Err. Um, now, here's the situation. So they came to a stop, and they stopped the car. Now, Daniel's car has the start-stop technology on it, where the engine will shut itself off when you come to a stop. So you, you, you know, you slow down, you have your foot on the brake. When the car comes to a complete stop, the engine will shut off. And then when you want to carry on again, you take your foot off the brake. And when you take your foot off the brake, immediately the, the engine starts up and then you can drive away. It's to, the goal being, of course, to reduce uh, fuel consumption when you're sitting and idling in traffic. Everything else works in the car. Uh, the air conditioning should work, the radio continues to work, all the gauges and lights, they, all that stuff continues to work. And, uh, and then when you're ready to go, you take your foot off the brake, vroom, the car goes, you step on the gas, and you drive away. Okay. Now, they, uh, Daniel thought that perhaps, you know, it was too hot, and the car got overheated, and shut itself down. But I don't think that's the case. I think the situation here, Daniel, is this. This start-stop technology can throw a, can be a little weird. And I think this is what you did. You came to the stop. You had your foot on the brake. The car idles, shuts off. The engine shuts down. And you're thinking, okay, we're going to be here for five minutes. I'm going to put my car in park. So he put his car in park. While it was in start-stop mode, 
and these cars they get a little confused when you do that in start stop mode and you go into park but ultimately that's what you did you probably had your foot on the brake the entire time you may have taken your foot off the brake but the car is in start stop mode and it probably in in park remains in idle off mode because it's assuming that you're going to now shut down take the turn off the key and leave the vehicle so um, it it stayed in in idle off mode then you decide oh I want to go now the guy's waving me on so you put your foot on the brake or you had your foot on the brake and you take it out of park and uh, and nothing happens you take your foot you, you put it into drive you take your foot off the brake and nothing happens because it's been in the start stop mode and it could be that because you were in start stop mode and you had placed it in park for so long that this could have completely confused the vehicle and that's why when you wanted to go again it would not start now from your story it's unclear about exactly what you did when you encountered this problem did you put it back in park and turn the key off you know it's a probably a push button start and you're like okay I'm gonna, uh, why won't it start you press the button to start and you're thinking it should start but you're actually turning it off or you're putting it into accessory mode and it gets all very confusing at this point when you know when the vehicle is decided that it wants to be turned off so I think it was just a collection of uh, errors a little bit of confusion based on the start-stop mode and that uh, that was the system I think if you had put the car in park possibly made sure the vehicle the ignition was turned off you could have possibly uh, opened the door to and closed the door to reset the system you could have put the vehicle into lock mode locked it and then unlocked it and thereby waking it up again and then starting the vehicle perhaps that would have would have worked uh, we heard in Daniel's story that he did take the car in for service to see to confirm because they were to confirm whether it was a coolant leak or an overheating problem and in their story the technician said that uh, there was no nothing was overheated the coolant was fine there was not a coolant leak you had not overheated anything and 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 I believe the technician even said this is a fairly common situation it has happened before oh my god people just go I'm doing the speed limit here you can go oh so confusing all these people wanting to get onto the highway here so uh, so there you go I don't think there's anything wrong with the car I think it was just the error was putting it into start putting it into park when it was in start stop mode idle off mode now there is a button on your dash somewhere to disable this idle off uh, start stop mode uh, I would encourage you to locate that button and find it and uh, uh, particularly when it's hot out and you want the air conditioning to run properly you could disable the start stop mode uh, to prevent this kind of situation happening if you happen to be in traffic and stopped for a, a generous amount of time um, by the way if there's a demand for either the heat or the air conditioning when your vehicle is in idle off mode 
stopped at a light, it's going to turn itself back on because it will recognize that it needs to either heat or cool the cabin. And uh, if it needs to use the, you know, the, the heat from the coolant or the compressor from the AC, then it's just going to turn itself back on again. So at least it should be doing that in start-stop mode. So there you go. That's, uh, that's, these are my thoughts on Daniel's non-startable Subaboo. So good luck to you in the future. Um, now, what else do I have to say? I don't know. Not very much. Um, uh, I guess I'll just say I am the Fade Driver. This is the Pink Wheel Nuts Garage. You can email your car question to podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.